What's going on? What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Successes Within Reach podcast. This is season four, episode seven, King Mentality, part three. I say part three because we've done one of these on every season. I'm joined once again by Mr. Roderick Dockery, known on social media and to the world as the imperfect gentleman. What's going on, sir? Peace, King. How are you, brother? Welcome back. I feel I know I'm family, so I'm in the room right now. I feel like I'm home right now. <laughs> Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glad to have you back, man. Everything's good on this side, man. How's everything been going with the business, with the family and all? Well, you, you about to find out how it's going on with the family because my kids always going to come in here. When I, you know, when it's time for me to go live, they want to show up right now. Uh, but as, as per the family, man, they're doing well. They're, they're, they are um, actually both just graduating, going to the next grade in school right now. So I'm very, very happy. That's what's up. Love to hear it, man. Love to hear it. As always, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join in the conversation, you can submit your questions and comments to www.facebook.com slash SIWR podcast. One more time, you can join in live and submit your questions and comments to www.facebook.com slash SIWR podcast. So for those that may be new to the show, tell them a little bit about yourself and what inspired you to become a men's empowerment coach. Ah uh, well, the the truth the truth is, uh, I needed I needed one bad back in the day. You know what I mean? Uh, I just I uh, I know what I needed, and I I wish I had it. So I I decided to take that on as a uh, as my calling and to turn around and help other men in the same way. Um, I needed confidence in a bad way when I was younger. I used my extroverted personality to hide all my insecurities and things that I knew I should have dealt with, and it turned out to be one of the biggest mistakes because I missed out on opportunities, relationships, and and th- things that could have took me to the next level in life. But because of those things, I've actually turned it around and used the negative and turned it into a positive. So now I help other men get through the same thing that I'll get through now, man, which is help them build confidence and develop their character to be a man they need to be. I love it. I love it. And do you see a particular demographic that you uh, come across that has the biggest issues with confidence? Um, believe it or not, bro, they look, they look like us. <laughs> A lot, of, a lot of them look just like me and you, my brother. And the the thing that's, I would say, most disheartening for me in my field is that I have to fight so hard just to give them what they, they, they really want, right? I have to fight so hard through the nonsense, through all the trauma, and just a lot of times through the ego. Our, our ego stops us from so many blessings, bro. It's, it's almost like catch-22 because you need your ego to help you get through a lot of things but it also hurts you if you don't know how to operate and use it the right way so that's that's like my 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 heart string that i deal with a lot is, is dealing with men that look like myself and having to fight them to get them the, the very help that they do need got it got it so let's jump into it um in this age of social media you know yes, we sir. got People are, are engaged with likes and follows and, and followers and shares and all of these different numbers and statistics um, and comparison and self-esteem issues have become very prevalent. So what steps do you think men can take to build their own self-confidence and embrace their own unique qualities in a world where social media dictates so much for so many people? Um, well, and a lot of people would tell people to just to put social media down, but honestly, you're in the business world, you're, you're in the world that we live in, you really can't because it's, it's how we know what's going on, right? So I would first of all tell them to tell that young man, um, stop comparing your, your real life to someone's real life as meaning 
stop comparing your R E A R E L life compared to someone's R E E L on Instagram. Because what happens is a lot of times we compare ourselves and we have our decline in that and our self-esteem is because we're comparing our real life to someone else's moment. Like right now, mm-hmm. me and you on the screens right now. You can't see what's around my screen on either side. Only you can see right now is what I show you in this screen. I could have people with guns drawn at me right now and you wouldn't know it because all you can see is in the screen. So what first and foremost, you got to realize you got to live your life. Get out of the social media world and live your life to the best possible uh, uh, manner you can. And I have it written on my windows. Win in real life. We're so worried about winning followers, uh, uh, likes, shares, and all these things. But we're not winning in real life. Winning as in your family. How is your family responding to you? How do they interact with you? Is it a good interaction or is it a bad one? Are you winning in that? Right? We got to start finding where we're winning in real life at and then take that to the gram because I think that what's going on in that world that we're living in now is that a lot of men are trying to show something before they do something. You feel mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're trying to fake it until you make it. But in no actuality, that's a bunch of nonsense because the fake it until you make it is, is also in that same boat of trying. And you, you, we both know how we feel about that word try. It's a bunch of nonsense. Either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. So I would say the first thing you got to do is stop comparing yourself and get into a space of creation. Because that's where we, we thrive as men. When we start, when that state of comparison, we're losing no matter what it is you're doing. Because you can always find something that you don't like about yourself. But when you're in that space of creating, right, and, and, and doing the thing that God has gave you the ability to do, which is create, you're not in that, that space of comparing yourself no more. And you find yourself full of joy once you see that you're able of completing something. I like that. I like that. Because, you know, so often people don't realize, and I say it all the time on this podcast, every single person walking this earth is designed with a unique skill set. I don't care who you are, where you're from, economic, um, you know, upbringing, bad neighborhood, whatever the case may be. Every single person has a gift to deliver to this world. For some people, it's verbal. For some people, it's with their hands. For some people, it's with their minds. Regardless, everybody has a gift to deliver to this world. And I think some people miss out on their own gift because they're so infatuated with everyone else's gift around them mm. that they, they can't tap into their own, you know. Yes. And, you know, like like the word says, comparison is a thief of joy, you know, and, yes. and you alluded to that. So people have to learn how to sometimes put the entertainment down. Because what they're being entertained by is actually allowing them to do that comparison even more and they don't even realize it. Yes. You know, they, they start being entertained by stuff. And then with social media, they look at all of these numbers and all of the glitz and the glam, like you said, what's in that little square and you don't even know what's going on around. You know, I've I've known some influencers that will show a, a huge house and, and the three or four cars in the driveway. <laughs> little do you know, it's 10 of them living in that crib barely yes. making it like yes. influencer houses are a real thing it's 10 or 12 yes. of them and they're barely making it right you know or they're going to rent out somebody's crib go shoot two hours worth of video and they're going back to that one bedroom apartment on the east side you know correct correct you, you cannot get super wrapped up in what you see in social media it is a 30 second to three minute highlight of a person's life at that moment in time. And sometimes it's not even a highlight of their life. It's created content. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. And, let me, like and, and also, too. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. 
No, I, what I was going to say is that to the point of the, the, the cliche, the grass is green on the other side. A lot of times, y'all, it's not. More times mm-hmm. than not, it's not mm-hmm. greening, y'all. Like, if you water your grass, that wouldn't be the case. So I, I believe the reason why that cliche exists is because the person who created that cliche was too busy sitting around watching everybody else's grass. Like, man, that grass over there looks awfully look green. Man, that grass over there sure enough look green. But meanwhile, he's standing in the midst of his own grass that he's not watering. So that's that's where I, I, I take that, that cliche to. And I believe that's... That's really where it's at when it comes down to just that the whole comparing thing, bro. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna shift a little bit. Vulnerability. You know, Ooh, usually when we talk about masculinity, uh vulnerability is usually considered a weakness. However, we know the the longer you, you go in life and you mature, you actually realize that it's essential to your your growth and development. You know, it's essential to your relationships. It's essential to your mental health. It's essential if you choose to go through therapy. How do you challenge your clients to embrace vulnerability and not run away from it? Ooh, majority of the time that comes in the, in the, in the face of pain, to be honest. Um, for, for, for us men, for some reason, it, it's not until we come across a pain that we find unbearable that we're willing to be vulnerable right away, bro. And, mm-hmm. and 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 a lot of times that pain comes from us just not being vulnerable in the first place. You know what I'm saying? Like um, I, have, I have a young man that I'm dealing with right now that he, he can he can sit in front of me and you with no problem and confess his love to his wife, for his children, everything around him. But once he gets in the presence of his wife or his children, emotionally he locks up. Emotionally he goes into the shell. So right now I'm currently working through him with it because what happens is he doesn't realize that's from trauma, bro. The reason he doesn't want to be vulnerable to his, to his in front of his wife, in front of his children is because he had a domineering mother, right? And, and his, his mother was consistently hounding him and, 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 and not hounding him, let me use a better word, consistently being on him, right? Criticizing everything he does and just being, just being a, a, a tough mother because she felt like that's how she should raise a young boy. Uh, but to, to the to the detriment, a lot of times of, of us men being raised by a single mother, that toughness depletes our will, right? And it breaks our will. And then we when we find ourselves uh, vulnerable in front of our mothers, then we're told to tighten up, stop watch, stop crying, man up. So then we we're resentful towards women now. Our first woman in our lives, who we we, we are naturally vulnerable with, are seeing our tears roll and telling us to man up. Right, they're, they're, she's closing that off. She's closing that the emotional space off from you. So what I have to do is, is with this, this gentleman right here is that we have to go through of all those times in his life and, and, and forgive those issues. Right, we got to stop what we're doing right now. We can't remember what the present. We got to go back into that past and forgive that past because until you forgive your past, bro, your present means nothing. Mm. And then if you can't, and if you can't be vulnerable, you won't even be able to go back into your past. And this is why vulnerability is so important. You got to go back into your past and forgive things that have happened to you, people, places, and things. Because the way you look at your past, bro, is how you get to your future. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> for, from how we came up and then fast forward to present days, do you think things have gotten better in terms of how people um, are raising young men and, and getting them to express their emotions? Or do you still think we have a long ways to go? 
Oh man, we got a long ways to go. And and I'm I'm glad you said this to me right now because this this might be one of the takes for your for your audience and it might it might get a little spicy in here. Um before my experience in the last couple of months of doing my of doing what I do to help men helping men and learning more about men and the situations that they're in, I was saying, Oh, well, you know what? We're we're doing a lot better. It was a lot more awareness. But sadly, bro, after after speaking to a lot of men and then going and speaking to young boys in school, it's not even so much that we have a long way. We have a long way between us as men and women, because what's going on is that men are trying to heal and women are expecting men to be healed. You understand what I'm saying? Like I, I, in, in the process of speaking about right now, this woman is expecting this man to be go protector provider all things that we are as men he hasn't taken care of those things in his past so how can he be what you expect him to be if he's only a fragment of who he's supposed to be mm-hmm. and that comes from where back from the mama wounds so the reason i say it's going to be a spicy take because i know a lot of women are going to get on my case for this but a lot of issues that a lot of us young men have is because if there are no men in the household and the women are trying to be be men men and women in the household now i am a product of that my mother has been a very dominating woman my entire life so it was a lot of things in my life i had to learn how to get out of my emotions about right they call it being a simp these days so that's 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 mm-hmm. my new that's, that's my new lingo i'm an ex-simp now okay because i realized but a lot of my life bro seriously i was operating out of my emotions only mm-hmm. and that was because i was raised around a woman only so what we need to do is as men get back into position because the truth of the matter is the only way we're going to be able to turn this around is if we get back in position ourselves right standing in the homes and doing what needs what needs to be now i'm also to say this too bro to all the men out there who have made mistakes and gotten themselves out of position and you know what i'm talking about fellas you put yourself in a position where you're not at home it's your responsibility to do whatever it takes. And I mean, whatever it takes to get back in position. Why? Because your children are going to suffer behind it. Mm-hmm. I, have a, I have another case right now that a young man is going haywire right now. You know why? Because his father was taking him to go out when he was cheating and he was using him as a buffer between the wife. So now the young oh, wow. man knows that everything the dad was doing, he now recollects now was cheating. So all those times that like your son go over there and take care of this i'll be over here he now knows that oh yeah that's all the times you was cheating on my mother now so now that young man believes he has a green card to do whatever he wants why because his father can't tell him nothing my father can't mm. tell me nothing he he out here in the street doing he messed up so i ain't gotta listen to him now that same young boy who was getting b's and and and, and, and a minuses is now a, a d student bro is barely showing up to school mm. and when you talk to him it, it's no respect now so this is the, I know I went on a whole long tangent. I went all around the block with this one, but I really wanted to like let us know that yo, we as men gotta get back in position. And ladies, you can't do our job. Man, that was a lot. Like I can't even <laughs> uh, imagine this situation. Like I, I can't even imagine the situation that that young man was in. Like that's that's a whole nother. Great, Dave. We can do a whole nother show just off of that example. Like that's that is <laughs> that is absolutely bananas, man. To to it put is. your child in that predicament, 
like you are compromising their trust, their respect, their loyalty, their morals, ethics, values, like so many different things, you know, and you hear stories like that and people wonder why the next generation is, is as messed up as they are. You know right. what I mean? Like we, we gotta be better examples, you know, just as adults, period, men and women, like we, we have right. to be better examples because it's hard to chastise and criticize the next generation without looking in the mirror in some capacity. Yes. And just like I our know. parents couldn't criticize us without looking in the mirror and taking some type of accountability. We learned it from somewhere. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I just told my wife the other day, I said, and I made a post about it. I said, uh, you can't have expectations for your family that your daily habits uh, go against. Mm -hmm. You can't. Like, I, and I, me, myself personally, like, I, I wanted my family to eat healthier, excuse me, and be more healthy. But meanwhile, I'm laying on the couch with them eating ding dongs. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, you <laughs> like, got to set the tone and set the example. I feel you. You, you have to. <clears throat> All right. So, got a question for you from uh, our SRWR community. So, Mario says, I'm a husband and father of three. I work two jobs and I'm struggling between working home, finding time just for me. I'm either working with the kids or with my wife. How do I carve out time for myself without everyone looking at me like I'm being selfish? Mm. Now that's that's a very, very tough place to be in, but it's not a unique place to be in. <laughs> it's very tough, but not unique. Um, I know it very well, man, um, because up until very three years ago, I was in the same position. Um, and my children are even younger than what they are now. So I definitely understand. Um, what I would say to you is that you're going to have to sacrifice somewhere, right? And I say have to, because you need this time, sir. You need you time. You're not the man your husband, uh, your wife needs. You're not the father your, your children needs. If you don't give yourself the time, that's, I got to start by saying that. So. We're going to have to find the schedule now. We're going to sit down with your schedule and pick some times out and, and, and maneuver some things. Now, I would say this. For me personally, I get all my personal time in the wee hours of the morning or the late hours at night. That's just how it goes. Us fathers, mm -hmm. us husbands, responsibilities, bro, it's either you're going to get up early than anybody else or you're going to be up later than anybody else. And there is no sympathy or empathy for that because that's just what we have to do for ourselves. It's going to be times where you're going to say, oh, I, I, I want to sleep. But you also got to think to yourself, that's my personal time. So you, I would say my, my, my advice to you is find out where your pockets of time is through your day. Right. Find out where you're, you're sitting, just scrolling, just mindless activities, doing nonsense that you that you really not pay attention to. And that could be your space. That could be your time for you, your mindfulness. You're sitting down with your thought process and getting yourself to where you need to be. But I always tell everyone that I coach that your first hour of your day and your last hour of day should be should belong to you and God, no one else. I like that. I like that. Um, Mario, I, I would share some of the same sentiment, you know, that he just shared. You're going to have to figure this out. Um, you know, it is. It's hard on everybody, like life, life, life is going life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Life, <laughs> like, life. <laughs> I swear, like time, time stops for nobody. Life stops for yeah. for no person, man. And when you take those vows to become, you know, a husband, 
and you took that jump to become a father, you now have people that are depending on you. Their their livelihood and well-being is, is depending on you. Um, I understand that it's super tough right now because you say you're working two jobs. So, you know, I don't know if you're working two jobs uh, in addition to your missus working or if you're working two jobs because y'all are saving for something or you're in a financial crunch, I'm not sure. But in some capacity throughout your week, even if it's just one day a week, start out small. Even if it's just one day a week where you say for this one hour on such and such day, this is my time. This is going to be my time for meditation, for therapy, for journaling, for hell, having to drink and listening to some jazz music and just relaxing, right. whatever the case may be. You have to carve out something because at the rate that you're going, you're going to suffer burnout. Just like people suffer burnout in the workplace, you can suffer burnout in your personal life as well. And like and it, it, RJD was just right? saying, yeah. And like he was just saying, if you, when you get to that point, you're not going to be any good to your wife or to your kids, man. You're going to be, you know, missing out on something or not giving a hundred percent in some capacity. So take some time, like actually write it all down, get a sheet of paper, get a notebook, write it all down. These are the hours I work each day. These are the hours I work the second job. This is what I absolutely have to do with the kids. This is what I have to do with the missus. What gaps do you have in between? If, if you can do a full hour on a particular day, take 30 minutes one day and 30 minutes another day. But you, right. you're going to have to find time to carve that out because it sounds like you, you're struggling big time. Yeah. Um, if, if you have the means, I would say talk to whether it's a counselor or a life coach and they this is somebody that this is what they do. They can help you structure your time and your week better and, and find, you know, those gaps where you can do it. But as best you can, I need you to work on that ASAP because it, it sounds like you are in a pool looking for a life preserver, bro. Yo, and I, and I also you got wanna, people depending on you. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I was just about the point that I, I was like, it, it's not you being selfish, bro. And I know that that's probably going to go through your mind like, oh, I'm, I'm taking time away from my Listen, you're not taking time away from your family. You're investing time into you for your family. You got to remember that you, this is an investment you're making into yourself. And it's one that you must make. Because let me tell you something. The, the thing about burnout at work and the thing, the difference between burnout at work and personal in your personal life is that when you burn out at work, eh, it might cost you a little bit, but you can get that back, like i.e. your job or something or your income. But if it, if you burn out as a father and you spaz out and you do something you can't you can't come back from, you might not get that relationship back. And that right there, my brother, is something you don't want to gamble with. So trust me, that time is necessary for you. So please, please take it. Facts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have come to our first break. We will be right back in a moment. This break is brought to you by the CEO within you. Looking to achieve greater success in your personal and professional life? Look no further than success is within reach, your go-to digital store for top quality ebooks. 
how-to guides, articles, and resource listings for professional development, leadership development, and financial literacy. With a wide range of expertly curated content, Successes Within Reach is the perfect destination for anyone seeking to unlock their full potential and reach new heights of achievement. Whether you're an aspiring leader, an ambitious entrepreneur, or looking to improve your financial literacy and learn how to leverage your finances and credit, our store has everything you need to succeed. All of our content offers valuable insights, strategies, and expert advice on a variety of topics. So why wait? Take the first step towards achieving your goals and realizing your full potential. Visit the successes within Reach Digital Store and start creating the blueprint for your success. Welcome back. Welcome back. Once again, this is the Successes Within Reach podcast, season four, episode seven, King Mentality, part three, joined by Mr. Roderick Dockery, the imperfect gentleman. All right, let's jump back into it. So we got another question. Uh, this one is from Quincy. Quincy says, my wife and I married young and it's been a long road, but we're still here. He said, however, I look back at my life at 42 years old and I can't help but wonder, did I miss out on anything because I jumped the broom so early? He said, <laughs> I don't have nearly half of the experiences that my friends talk about from their earlier adult years. Is this normal or am I tripping and about to have a midlife crisis? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yo, this is why I tell all my friends, especially now as an older man, like, your capping is dangerous. Okay? <laughs> Cap is dangerous. Let me explain why, yo. Josiah, daddy's working. Chill out. Um, <laughs> so let me tell you. Let me let me tell you this one thing first, sir. Your eighty-five percent of the stories that your friends are telling you, cat, didn't happen. They made it up. They fantasized about it. They watched it on the movie. They seen it on on Power. They they majority of the stuff that they're, they're sitting around reminiscing about never really transpired so that's first deal now you at the age that you are right now getting married young what you did you missed out on all the stds congratulations <laughs> <laughs> congratulations you you missed out on on all those uh, uh, all those shootouts that i got involved in congratulations you 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 missed out on all the uh, baby mothers that all your friends got to deal with right now. Congratulations. Um. So in my book, my brother, you really didn't miss out on anything. And I'm telling everyone, it's it's smarter to find who you love at younger and grow with them. All this whole thing about sow your oats and all that stuff is a bunch of nonsense. And this is coming from an individual who was very very promiscuous growing up. Yes, I had a lot of sex. But the truth of the matter was, it was only because I was trying to fill an insecurity that I didn't. That I was that I was trying to fulfill. But in all actuality, I didn't miss out on anything because I I dodged bullets. I had to go through situations that you didn't have to go through, sir. So please look at your life and get and bless God for your life. Think and appreciate the thing that you got away from because you missed out on a whole lot of nonsense. And I can get I can guarantee you, the last couple of years of your life, the last fifteen to twenty years of your life, has been bliss. Where your friends have had question marks. Mm. Man, oh man. Uh <laughs> like I, I I'm sorry, but I, I had to laugh when I read this because he was like, Am I <laughs> tripping and I'm about to have a midlife crisis? 
So, uh, <laughs> first of all, 42 <laughs> is not a midlife crisis because a whole right. lot of us are, are right in that neighborhood. Like, <laughs> right. So I'll be, be 40 this year, baby. <laughs> me too. You know what I mean? Like, we, let's start there. 42 is not midlife. All right. But um, I agree with him. Like, I, I wouldn't say that you missed out on life or you missed out on, you know, a whole lot because you chose to get married young. Um, marriage is a, is, it's a beautiful thing when you found the person that you really desire and, and truly want to spend the rest of your life with. And a lot of people spend their whole life searching for that. Wherein you saying that you found that at an early age and you're 42 years old and y'all are still going at it. Like fam, how many people can say that? Like they don't, they don't build marriages that last 10, 15, 20 years anymore. So I would say that you are, you know, in the upper echelon of being blessed for the fact that yes. you got married young and here you are possibly 15, 20 years later and y'all are still, you know, happily married. Um, did you miss out on on the, the partying and the crazy, you know, early late teens and early 20s experiences that some people have? Possibly. But you were building stability a whole lot earlier than some people. You were building a foundation. You were building happiness. You were building bliss. You were building peace. A lot, again, a lot of things that people are actually out there wilding in the street in their 20s because they're searching for that. Right. Right. You found that early and hit the jackpot and went on and jumped the broom. In my book, I'd say you were winning. You know? Hey, hey, listen, I know people who, who've been single, hear me good for decades looking for their person and mm -hmm. let me tell you the older you get the harder it is to find that person so you are ahead of the curve by far what you need to do right now is sit down and like he told to the other last gentleman write out on a piece of paper all the things that you have in between you and your wife over the last 20 years memories, uh, uh, experiences, write them all out. And I can guarantee you, if you sit your friends down and you compare those two lists, you'll still want yours compared because you have someone to have those experiences with. Because let me tell y'all something, uh, 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 things, tangible items, uh, 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 cars, houses, those things depreciate. But memories, they appreciate over time. They don't depreciate. Yeah, like, you know, it's kind of like what we were talking about when we opened up about people comparing uh, their lives on right. social media. You know, right. you're comparing your life based on wild stories that, you know, your buddies sit around, whether y'all fishing at the pool hall, drinking, watching the game, whatever the case may be. Um, you can't do that, man. Like, your your life is your life. Their lives are their lives. You can't compare crazy wild stories that they have back in the day and be like, <laughs> oh, man, I missed out. Maybe I shouldn't have da, 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 da. Like, fam, be thankful for what it is that you have, <laughs> what it is that right. you have built and, you know, the legacy that you've created. You got a lot of us in this world that are just getting around to finding love late or building legacies late, creating families late and, you know people wishing that they had found their person earlier in life you were blessed to do that from the jump man like 
recognize your blessings and keep it moving, bro. And also, before we get off this, this guy, I also want to tell you too, if you if you hear what we're saying right now, and you're still having a little pushback or drawback to your to how you feel about your situation, compare. I would challenge you to go back to the reasons you got married in the first place. Go back to that. Because if you go back to that and that doesn't suffice the feeling you're having about missing out, then I then I then I would say that you have maybe the wrong intentions by getting married. And then we have to start talking about some even deeper things. But just go back and check that out. Facts. All right. The next one comes from Garrett. He says, I have two kids, one boy and one girl, and they are both too, obsessed Garrett. with <laughs> he said they are both obsessed with social media and what yes, their friends Lord. think. <laughs> but listen to the way he said it though. He said they are obsessed with social media and what their friends think of their little videos. <laughs> he said, I don't want to be the bad guy and take away their phones, but I don't want them being so consumed that they don't know who they are without it. He said, we're losing too many kids due to social media pressures and bullying. Any advice for parents and kids in this age of social media? Man, I'm, I'm well, first and foremost, if you got the information, let me know, because I'm searching too. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, seriously, bro, um, because we're, we're all in this age, right, in age together. We've never been here, right? We've never been where we are as a people, as a community, as a whole, as a collective. Mm -hmm. We've never been here before. And we're trying to figure this thing out while on the move, right? We're building a plane while we're in the, in the air. But what I can say is be annoying. And when I say be annoying, I mean be in their lives, right? Be in their so. I think he just dropped out. Might be having a connectivity issue. Give me one second. We'll take one more quick break. We'll have to see if we can get them back. Three, two, one. All right, welcome back, welcome back. I think we lost uh, RJD there for a moment. I know you said they were having a pretty bad storm down there in Florida. Hope everything is all right with them. We'll see if we'll get them back. However, I will go ahead and finish up on that question. Uh, so what was it, Garrett? So Garrett, what you gotta do, man? Like like he was saying, there is no, no manual. There's no uh, rule book on parenting in this age of social media because no one's been here before. Um, the thing you have to do is find a way to bridge that gap in between the time that you allow your kids to be on their phones and on social media and then the one-on-one -on -one family time that you spend with them. You know, um, whether that is controlling the time that you give them their electronics, you know, maybe a, a, only an hour of phone time or maybe an hour of tablet time or give them, you know, certain chores or responsibilities or tasks that they have to do in order to gain those devices. Whatever the case may be, 
you have to take control of that situation, especially being fearful of them succumbing to the pressures and the and the bullying, the bullies and the craziness of social media. Uh, make sure that you're taking the time to talk with your kids, find out who it is that they're following, what trends that they're following, um, find out what it is that they're posting, you know, be that parent that's involved and let them know that you're monitoring, you know, so that they're not doing anything on the low and then you're finding out something later from someone else or, you know, God forbid something crazy happened or whatever. Be involved and let them know, hey, this is a tool that we're going to use. I'm going to be monitoring and we're, you know, we'll do this thing together, but it's going to be within reason. All right. I think we got them back. Give me one moment here, people. All hey, right. Welcome okay. back. Welcome back. Yes, yes. I apologize, y'all. We are, we are, we have a little uh, stormings over here in South Florida, so I apologize. The weather just knocked me out a little bit. It's all good. It's all good. But yeah, I was just saying, you know, like, you know, be that parent that's involved, man. Like, you control the devices. You have to be the one to set the tone for your kids. Let them know what's acceptable on social media what's not acceptable, the type of people they should and shouldn't be following, the trends they should and shouldn't be following, you know, and then take the time to sit with them. Who are you? What is it you're good at? What is the type of person you aspire to be one day? This is, you know, the lineage that you come from. Let them know who they are, and whose shoulders they're standing on. It, it, you know, show them how they exhibit self-confidence and self-pride and not just succumb to what social media tells them that they should be. And I think they'll be fine, man. But, you know, as long as you're not letting electronic devices raise them, you should be good to go, man. It's just about striking that balance. But it's, it's no manual to this thing, man. No other generation has had social media. So we're writing <laughs> rule books as we go along daily, you know. Yeah. So also, too, what I was saying was being annoying is that you'll be in their virtual world. See, a lot of things happening in these virtual worlds because we're not in their world. Meaning, why aren't you on their social media pages? Why aren't you interacting with them on their social media? Read their posts, read their pages, see what's going through their mind. See, what we gotta stop doing is looking at this as a, as a tool of destruction is also used as an infiltration tool to find out what they're thinking because they're gonna put it there, right? Find out what's going on with them by reading and finding out and, and also interacting with them because you know what? This is how they show their, their affection most times now, right? Most kids, they're not going to talk to you all the time. So you might have to text them a few times. Get in the habit of texting your kids here and there. But as to your point, though, as well, Shannon, yo, show them who they are, right? Take take their phones from them and, and also, too, set timers on their devices. The reason why you've seen my kids coming here twice in the last what, 20 minutes because at this time of evening they don't have devices they they go off until we turn them back on so right now i turned it back on because i'm on i'm on working right now and they want their devices but normally they go off at a certain time and that's it so have, have give them give them boundaries but also interact with them in their world bro because believe it or not this is the this is tomorrow this is their world that they're living in this whole metaverse uh, internet world, this is the new world. So you're gonna have to be with them if you're gonna wanna interact with them. Most definitely. Uh, next one comes from Nathan. He said, we hear the phrase a lot, representation matters. He said, in this era where a lot of our history and representation is under constant attack, 
how do we continue to fight to ensure that our children and the generations to come don't lose sight of who they are and where they come from? And I know this is definitely going on down there in Florida where you are. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, on on more fronts than just ours, right? Even in the, even the Spanish heritage, they're doing it. So <clears throat> I would just say it takes a village to raise a child, but that village starts in the house. See, we can't be so much worried about what's happening outside if we're not doing it in our homes first, meaning you got to teach your children where they're from. You just finished telling the saying this in the last tape. Showing your children whose shoulders they're standing on. A lot of a lot of our behaviors, especially us young men, come from us not knowing where we come from, right? Because if we mm -hmm. had the knowledge of the cloth we're cut from, a lot of our behaviors and things that we would think to do, we would just wouldn't do because we know that that's not where we're from. So I, I I'm I'm strong on that, especially now myself. I'm, I'm raising interracial children. My wife, my wife is a, is a Spanish woman. I'm a black man. So it's, it, it comes down to the point where we have to show them their culture. This is where you're from. This is what you're, this is what, this is who you are. Because with, I'm telling you, without that, yo, they can literally break us. And this is history happening all over again. See, they, they took away our heritage and gave us nonsense. And then what do we have? We have confusion. We have a bunch of young men who are out here operating not like kings that they are, but as peasants that they think they are. The truth of the matter is we're all kings. We come from a, a kingdom. But if you don't know that, you operate like a, like you, you roll around with the pigs. You, you operate as a peasant if you don't know your royalty. And that's, that's the one thing I would say. Do your best as a man to do your homework because that's where I am right now. I, when I was younger, I, nobody, nobody took the time to sit me down, so my history didn't matter to me. I'm gonna be real honest. My husband didn't matter to me up until the last five years when my son was born. When I'm like, oh snap, what am I telling him? What am I teaching him? Mm -hmm. So yes, be do your due diligence. If you don't know it, go learn it, so you can do the, the, do your your best to teach your son and your daughter, man. Yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree, man. Like I think when it comes to heritage, man, and especially with the upcoming generations, we got to first take accountability with what we're doing within our own households and within our own families, man. Um, our culture as, as a whole is under attack, but that's nothing new. It's been under attack ever since we came to this country. Right. Um, it's just that now certain powers that be have more tools and resources than ever to do what it is that they're trying to do. So it's up to us you know, as the parents, as the grandparents, the aunties and uncles, the teachers, the coaches, to teach them who they are, where they come from. You know, you got kids that can name you every rapper on the radio, but don't know that their own grandparents were, you know, war heroes or freedom right, fighters right. or abolitionists, inventors, engineers, scholars, um, you know, things of that nature. And it's it's crazy. So, you know, we, we have to take some responsibility for that as well. Yes. If if the only education that your child getting is getting is in school, that's something's wrong with that. Something's yeah. wrong with that whole picture. You know, what are you teaching them? Especially so I, I get your what black you're saying. Yeah. So, you know, I get what you're saying with this question, man, but we gotta step up and do a better job of teaching the youth that are within our own families and within our own communities 
to have pride in who they are, educate them on who their ancestors are, educate them on who our, our leaders are from previous generations. Um, and I'm not talking about just a few that, you know, they do cover in school, you know, Mondo the King, Malcolm X, Harriet Tubman. It seemed like every school, those are the only three <laughs> that they want to teach, you know. Right. Like, fam, we got a whole <laughs> history, a, a, a thousands slew. of years of history, and those are the only three that they want to teach, you know what I mean? So it's like, we got to do better, man. Take take your kids to the library, take them to the museum, pull up some YouTube videos, and y'all have a, a documentary day, you know. Get right, some snacks, right. put some pillows on the floor. Y'all do some documentaries or whatever. You know, they have plenty of heritage board games now. Yes, you know, yes. Instead of playing Connect Four, play a Black History game. Like, it's it's up to you to teach your child where they come from. We cannot yes. depend on just the schools or the government or summer camps or any of that stuff. You got to teach your child. Like, that, that representation starts in the house. It starts with yeah. you teaching them their self-confidence and self-esteem and who they are, what they represent. And let me tell you something. Don't be lazy because that, let me tell you something. And I've learned this myself just recently as like the other morning taking a shower with my son. We're in the shower and I'm showering him, right? And you know, as a parent, you're like, and especially if you're rushing, you're like, you know what? Let me do this for you. Let me just do it, right? Let me just, let me do this for you. And I realized in that moment, I'm being lazy because instead of me letting him figure out how to do it himself, I'm doing it for him. Now that translates to our conversation by saying this, don't sit around and just let the TV try to teach your children or the internet. You sit down with them. If you don't know it, you learn it, right? Sit down with them and figure it out together because we've had this thing where we'll say to our kids here, go figure it out. Give them a, give them a device and tell them go watch TV or go figure it out. But the truth of the matter, that's you being lazy. You got to do more if you want more, man. Yeah. Like, bro, you just made me have a flashback to, like, growing up and, and asking questions and just being go, told to go look it up. Like, there's a dictionary. Go look it up. There's yes. an encyclopedia. Go look it up. And I was like, Damn, they hit you in the head with that damn thing, right? They threw, just, threw it at you. Go look it up. Like, wow. it, yeah. Just answer the question for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, you made me have a flashback. <laughs> All right, we we'll get to one more before we start wrapping it up. Uh, matter of fact, and this one is a perfect one for you because it's something you you kind of just hit on. So this comes from Trey. He says um, he's African American and his wife is from Germany. He says while they have many things in common, their culture is definitely not one of them. He said while she supports and uplifts me as a man. It's often hard for her to fully understand my anger and frustration with the things that African-Americans face day in and day out in this country. He said, we've talked, watched movies, been to museums and more, but she just doesn't get it. He said, this is super frustrating for me, but it makes me fearful for my son that he'll adopt her nonchalant attitude and something will happen to him. What more can I do to bridge the gap? Like cultural wow. dynamics is huge and, and, you know, relationships. Yeah. Um, I, well, first of all, I want to tell you, uh, I, I applaud your bravery and um, for you even saying this right now, because I know this is a very, very touchy topic. Um, and I would simply say to you is this, bro. The reason why you're frustrated is because of your expectation. 
you're expecting her to be able to understand an experience she will never have you're expecting her to have to understand experience that you lived through and she's only heard about and read about the same way you won't be able to to understand her experience the way at the magnitude if she wants you to understand it because trust me when i tell you if you have this frustration show the she so i would just tell you to check your expectations of what you expect to happen or of her understanding and look at what it is that she does understand and embrace that and appreciate that because the fact that she's going out of her way to, to learn these things that means she loves you right that that, that means she, she cares about you and your culture but i i would i would challenge you to say check your expectations because that's probably what's really frustrating you you're you're expecting her to be able to embody an experience that she'll number one never have and number two, she's never had. Mm -hmm. So when it comes down to the dynamics of, of understanding our culture, she's doing the best she can. And I tell this to all the guys I coach, especially young black men. And it's not a, a shot against any of our counterparts, but as a young black boy, you have an experience that no one else wants to go through. You live the life, even yourself. If you be, if you be honest right now, if, if myself, Shannon, sitting on this platform, I'm not going back into my past, reliving all the hardships as a black man willingly. Nobody wants to do that. So that means we have a life experience that others just can't get, and that's what we have to wear with the badge of honor and pride, because everything else that they 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 know, we can go reading a book. But what we know in our life experiences, it come from us figuring it out in the mud in the hard way. And no, they're not gonna wanna go back and figure that out. So going full circle back to the topic at hand, just understand, bro, she's doing the best she can. She's trying her best to understand, and she's only gonna understand the level of which she can understand. Yeah, that's um that that was a lot to for him to unload, and I definitely appreciate you um sharing that you know it's cultural dynamics are huge i think for for any interracial interracial relationship um because you have two different people who have their own upbringing their own experiences their own cultural traumas their own cultural biases and you're trying to right. put that into one union um and in this particular case you add another dynamic she's not even from this country you know um she's actually she's from a country that has their own set of historical trauma and, and crazy yes. as well yes. um yeah. so you know i think what is it cherry i think you have to continue having that conversation as many times as as you need to have it you know right. um as one of my mentors used to say discipline your disappointments um because you can't <laughs> yeah. allow yourself to get frustrated with your wife for that which like uh, uh rjd said she'll never fully understand as right. as your wife she can support you as your wife she can be there for you as your wife she can be your shoulder to lean on and listen to you but because of your cultural differences and your difference in upbringing 
she's not going to fully understand all of the depths of your trauma. She's not going to understand the depths of everything that you've seen, you know, in your upbringing throughout your adolescence and throughout your adult life. That's something you can verbalize until you're blue in the face. <laughs> she can only she can only hear you. And as a human being with a heart, she can empathize, you know, but that's about as far as that's going to go. Yeah. There are just certain things in life that unless you live through it and unless you are a part of that culture, you just do not understand the full extent of it. <clears throat> there are things that, you know, we don't understand that some people in the Spanish culture have been through. There are things that yes. we don't understand. Some people <laughs> in Australia have been through, or some people in South Africa have been through. Some people throughout Africa, period, have been through. Right. You know, it, it's it's just life, man. It's just life. But the two of you have chosen to take this this walk called life together, and you're saying that you have a son, and you're afraid that she he's going to take her nonchalant attitude. Well. That's up to you, fam. Right, right, right. As his dad, as his dad, it's up to you to teach him what it is to be a black man in America. It's up to you to teach him how to walk, talk, how to move out here in the street. It's up to you to teach him how he should and shouldn't be acting around cops or when approached by a cop or when he's walking through a tough crowd or when he's approached by a gang member or when he's mm -hmm. approached by certain people of of certain statuses and demographics that's up to you right you can't just sit back say nothing and then say i'm fearful that he's going to take her attitude about it you're his father and you're the one that has the major concern about him being a young black man in america well who better to teach him than a black man in america that's you right, right. so while right. i understand i understand your frustration and, and definitely your concern a lot of that you're just gonna have to roll your sleeves up and and you know <laughs> do the work to it yes sir i guess it's it's gonna fall on your shoulders she can't teach him about being a black man in america she she's not an african-american she's not even from america like she could teach him how to be a great human being but she can't teach him the intricacies of that only you can do that let me tell you, bro, and that's that's the one thing I, I, I've been talking on, that a woman can teach a young man how to be a great individual, but she can't teach him how to be a man. And this also goes into the into his, his issue of expectations with his wife. And a lot of men go through this. You can't expect your woman to understand you as a man. This is the reason why you need other men. This is why you need mentors. This is why you need coaches. This is why you need your wolf pack. Because no matter what, there's only a level that a woman can understand you. Past that level, she's in water she can't swim in. She knows nothing about being a man. She's never been a man a day in her life. She doesn't know the thought process. She doesn't even know the, the outlook on life we have. So what a lot of us men do is we go home and we try to, to make our woman understand that's what we're going through as men. And that's the wrong thing to do. Change your expectations of what she's supposed to be to you because she's only supposed to be your wife to you. The other, the other, the other what you need 
comes from the men in your life. Mm. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are at the point of the show where I leave you with this week's Mind Chef moment. And this is what I have for this week. No matter who you are or where you come from, remember that your journey is unique and valuable. Embrace the beauty of your individuality and the strength of your heritage. You have the power to overcome any obstacles that come your way. Life is a continuous process of growth and transformation. Embrace every experience, whether it's a success or a setback, as an opportunity for learning and self-discovery. Trust in your ability to adapt, evolve, and become the best version of yourself. Surround yourself with positive influences and seek out communities that uplift and support you. Together, we can create a network of resilience, encouragement, and empowerment. And that is this week's Mind Shift Moment. Once again, I want to thank my host, I mean, my guest, Mr. Roderick Docker. <laughs> Before we get out of here, you want to let them know where they can find you out here on social media? Hey, man, listen, come and holler at me on Instagram at RJD. The Imperfect Gentleman. Or you can find me on YouTube or check out my podcast called The Imperfect Fathers Podcast, where we talk about transitioning and healing confidently as men. So check me out on all social media. I'm on I'm Imperfect Gentleman from Instagram all the way to TikTok. Come holler at me. All right. And as always, I'm your host, Shannon Smith. You can find me on Instagram at the underscore CEO underscore within. Um, you can contact my consulting firm, the CEO within you for all of your business and marketing needs at www.theceowithinyou.com. And as always, you can find me here Thursdays on the Successes Within Reach podcast, where I remind you that you were not designed to be good. You're designed to be great. And with that, I say stay safe and I'll see you next week. You have just tuned into the Success is Within Reach podcast, hosted by Shannon Smith, where each week we discuss impactful topics and bring you proven solutions to help you create the blueprint to your success. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and join our new Patreon community for more exclusive content and extras. Remember, success is always within reach. All you have to do is take the first step. Until next time.